Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Megavision Show. Today is November the 19th, 2021. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gracious. Oh, me. Um, yes, and joining me this week, uh, his house, it has a crowd. There's always something happening, and it's usually quite loud. His mum, she's so house proud. Nothing ever slows her down, and a mess is not allowed. It's Chris Powell. I don't even try anymore to, to guess what songs <laughs> are coming from. Oh dear! Do, do you want me to tell you that one? Sure. Yeah, give it me a. Yeah. It's it's our house by Madness, the 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 great eighties band from the UK. If you know them, can you sing? Can you sing the song for us? At least? <clears throat> can I? Um, I don't no, I can't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I can attempt. I know the words and I know the the, the music, but I cannot sing. So, all right. Uh, well, we won't. We won't uh, do yeah. that to the <laughs> Welcome um, everybody who's here yep. joining us. Um, I'm, uh, I'm I'm getting I'm getting the stream pulled up on my phone and as, as fantastic. We, so keep- Okay. Anyway, let's, yeah, let's move. Let's roll on. So yeah, uh, as always, we've got a great show for you. We've got some hot and spicy news for you, uh, where we'll be chatting about uh, how Xbox has basically declared its love for emulation. Awesome. Um, Sega's Yakuza Studio uh, is working on Yakuza Eight. Um, uh, Warner Brothers is working on its own multiverse game. What? And Alien Isolation, one of the scariest games I've ever played, is coming to mobile huh? well we'll find out more about that a bit later on um plus also later on we'll well chris and i will be getting killed a lot in halo infinite the beta online multiplayer that's happening right now so stay tuned and watch that carnage unfold um uh, but yeah with that let's kick off the show So, yeah, we're doing things a little bit differently this week. Instead of doing our chill sesh, where we play a game at the start, we're going to do that at the end. We're going to go through what we've been up to, some of the news, um, looking at some recent releases um, first, and then we'll go into the, the, the gaming sesh, because I think that's, I think that's going to work out a little bit better. I think it's going to be a bit easier for everyone involved. So, without further ado, Chris Buddy, what have you been up to this week? So, I've had a mission of... Uh, probably for the past maybe week or two uh, to reclaim my Xbox account uh, because I'll say Odin has complete has, has taken that thing over, man. It, oh. it was it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I, th- I thought you, uh, I thought you'd been hacked or something. I was like, well, this is no, new information. I mean, right, okay. Even, from your own kid, I from think, your own child. I think, <laughs> I think I might have rather have gotten it hacked. It probably would have just been way easier uh, instead because what he ended up doing is he, he ended up like using my account to play online on like Roblox and Minecraft and eventually Fortnite over the past, you know, two or three years, he ended up eventually getting his own account. But for some reason it didn't have the ability to like, he didn't have Xbox gold. So he, right. he couldn't play online. So he'd use mine. And for the longest time, I wasn't really playing a ton of online games. So I didn't really care what he was doing with it. Uh, and 
he had added like almost over 500 people on my <laughs> friends list oh. of people who had no idea who they were. Wow. Um, I'm, and I was like, good Lord, what am I going to do here? And, and so, like I said, I'm trying to reclaim it because, uh, I want to start playing Halo Infinite more and really get into that. Uh, we'll talk more about it and play it later, but, um, I've just been, that's kind of got me more excited to just kind of get back into Xbox gaming and, and everything else. So I'm trying to get it all back yeah. together, trying to get my shit back together as it were. Yeah. Um, and so the thing I've realized is there's no, like, intuitive way um, in any sort of app that Microsoft has available to manage your friends list on Xbox uh, to go in and quickly uh, mass remove uh, people from your friends list. You literally have to go in and each person go down the list, uh, click their name, like go to like change friendship and then remove friend and then confirm it. Right. And I had to do that for almost like I think it was close to 450 people uh, on there. And now my friends list. It, it, so that's taken me well over a couple of weeks to actually get done because I can't I, I'll, I'll go out of my mind just sitting there doing it over and over again. So I do it in like small chunks of yeah. time when I when I'm there, usually in the morning when I'm having my cup of coffee. I'll just go through try to get through like 40 or 50 people at a time. And. I could say that I've now finally cleared it completely um, of all of these phantom people on my friends list. <laughs> I've completely uh, reclaimed it. And now my friends list is a whopping 56 people. Ooh, that, that's, I think it's more than what I've got on my Xbox account. Like, I think I maybe have like 10, 12 people. But, but what's, what's great is I, I can, I, the one thing I wanted to do, and I want to keep it this way, is I want to be able to, through my friends list, see the person and know who they are. Yeah. Whether it's I know them in real life or whether I know them in Mega Visions or whatever, I don't care. But I just want to know who these people are yeah. in some form or fashion. But what was really cool going through the list, it kind of made me a little sad a bit and just nostalgic in a good way because, man, there were so many people there that I realized, like, these are people from, like, the old Sega Nerds days um, like Kuma and like oh, Psycho yeah. Plurk, yeah. Uh, cool. and and some of the other people that uh, we used to play, you know, like Halo Two with back in the day, and we'd play Crimson Skies with, and you know, all these other crazy, stupid games. Um, and I mean, I guess it all was wrapped up in this whole, you know, Xbox, you know, twentieth anniversary stuff, and um, it's just very cool. It, I, I, you know, it, it's it's awesome. Uh, but I will say, for as much great stuff that Xbox and Microsoft is doing these days, I will say, get your shit together on <laughs> mass removing friends because I guarantee you, I'm not the only person whose child <laughs> has <laughs> overtaken their uh, their their you know friends list or their yeah. account like that. Um, so you know what? Yeah, it's my fault, I guess, as his parent, <laughs> let him do that, but. Um, you know, it's not, you know, it's not as bad as I guess the time that he ended up spending, uh, like over a hundred dollars on fucking Fortnite on, on PlayStation. Oh my God. Back then. And that's when he was like, he was, man, this was about like, cause Fortnite's been around like three years or so now. Right. It's been a while and that shit. And, and he was, <laughs> man, he must've been about six and he bought over a hundred dollars worth on, on a PlayStation four 
because I didn't have it locked down as, you know, need a password or anything because no one was ever on it. And he ended up, I had, I had downloaded it and he got on and played it. And yeah, long story short, that was, I was pissed at that. So I locked all that stuff down. So and lesson learned, Graham, when you have your little ones, don't let them overtake your, your Xbox account, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah <laughs> um yeah i do i do wonder how many people i do have this problem um yeah sure yeah it must happen more often than like you know one or two people it must be quite a big thing well it's it's only probably something that's been you know probably within this last generation because in years past you could let your kids play and they didn't care they were they're mm. playing a, a, whether it's like playing Mario Kart and it's just like a local game. And, you know, so it's not going to have any effect on your account or anything else. Well, now younger kids are playing online games and they want to be able to talk and play and do all this other stuff with their friends and other kids, you know? And so there's a lot more pressure for them wanting to get on and do that. And so if they can, if they can't, you know, have it, a, an accessible and like an internet accessible account or whatever to be able to do that, then they want to get on your shit. And if, uh, if you're not strong, man, you gotta be strong. I'll tell you what, I wasn't strong (laughs) enough and look what happened to me. I could be your future. So don't let it happen. Oh man. That's Uh, funny. Yeah. (laughs) Well done. Well done for organizing. So you organize your Xbox account and you've also organized the mega visions, Google drive. So look at you busy guy. Yeah, man, I've I've just been doing lots of uh, organizational things <laughs> lately, and I feel like it helps bring so much peace to my life when I feel like stuff is getting organized. I I hate that chaos, and I was just telling Graham, yeah, like our our Google Share Drive that we use on Megavisions has just cra- had had crap in it, just dating back to when we originally launched our Kickstarter, and even before then, like back in 2015. Yeah, it's crazy. And so I've been going through and, and organizing all of it. And I'm almost, I'm probably about 80% done with it, but it's, I'm very proud of it. And so every time we have a meeting, I, I make sure to point it nice. out and make all the guys look good. So like it. A little behind the scenes stuff. So outside of that, Graham, I do want to talk a little bit about what I've been watching. Okay. And I know it's something that you don't typically watch, but I want to get you on the on this train with me because I feel like now... If is the best time to jump on the train, and I'm talking about some pro wrestling, Graham. <laughs> and I, I want to talk to you about AEW okay. for a little bit because I'm a huge fan of uh, all elite wrestling. I've been watching like since they've started this thing a couple years ago. Uh, but dude, they've been knocking it out of the park with some really awesome shows and they just recently had uh like last weekend they just had their most recent pay-per-view uh called full gear and they had a couple really amazing matches so i don't know if you've ever heard of cm punk he used to wrestle in wwe uh like that's the name yeah 10 years ago yeah i mean he was a massive star and i mean he still is in pop culture and you know everything he's done stuff for marvel and so he's been around Hmm even when he's been away from WWE. But anyway, he's finally come back to wrestling. Uh, It's a big thing. And he wrestled this dude, Eddie Kingston, who is kind of this, like, 
he's kind of like an everyday kind of dude, uh, a journeyman wrestler who's been kind of down on his luck, never achieved uh, his potential through, you know, his own missteps and, you know, just kind of getting in his own way and whatever else. Uh, and they came and had this really awesome, awesome match that I think you should go check out CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. And the second match on the car that was really, really good too. Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Um, I'm, I'm, have you heard of Kenny Omega before? He does a lot of like uh, streaming and, and video game uh, work. And in fact, he's one of the heads of AEW's like game division. So okay. he's helping like with their video game stuff. Awesome. I actually, I was actually, as you're talking about that, I just Googled the um, CM Punk and the first thing that came up was some news stories from the UK about his fight with Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, so, no, it's very, very good. Um, yeah. And then, uh, oh, and so that was on Saturday or Sunday. And then on Dynamite, which is on Wednesday, I was super excited because Jay Lethal uh, was debuting uh, against Sammy Guevara, who is the TNT champion. Okay. So, like, the TNT championship right now is kind of like the second-tier belt. They've got, like, the AEW championship. So this would be kind of like uh, if it was in the – for for uh, in the WCW days, it would be like the TV championship. Or in WWE, it would be maybe like the Intercontinental Championship or something okay. like that. So it's kind of the second-tier belt. But anyway, Jay Lethal <laughs> is his – awesome veteran wrestler who has i feel like has not been given a proper uh time on a big stage of uh of like national tv uh to to kind of show his stuff and he's he has finally uh been let go actually because ring of honor is this other organization that just recently released like all the wrestlers because of just financial issues related to like COVID and everything else. So it's been, it was like this big kind of big deal within in the past couple of weeks in the, the wrestling industry, actually lots of craziness actually has been going on. Wow. Um, and in fact, like WWE has been releasing more people, more people just got released today. Uh, so in fact, it's like, it's a really crazy time in uh, the wrestling industry, not even just from the content and the stuff on screen, uh, between like AEW going up against WWE, but behind the scenes, uh, there's so much going on right now, and the, and the wrestling industry is changing drastically in front of our eyes right now, um, especially in WWE because they're reshaping their whole brands and everything. With uh, their sub brand was NXT and and everything. So, uh, long story short, I know that I threw a lot out you at you, but <laughs> the point is. You got to jump into wrestling right okay. now. I think I think you should give it a shot, Graham. Uh, AEW is is awesome, and in fact, uh, they have their Friday night show called uh, AEW Rampage, which airs ten Eastern here Friday okay. nights. So okay. I don't know what that is for you. Or, I'm sure they probably air like a uh, like a Saturday showing in the UK or something. That's um, that's a little bit more. Uh, appropriate for you know not yeah, having to wait um, for that shit at like two o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah i don't know um yeah maybe i should get into um wrestling a bit more because then i can actually understand half of those acronyms you threw at me just then because uh yeah i have no idea what half of that stuff is i've heard of some of those words uh but but okay yeah no cool i mean i don't 
I'm not against wrestling or anything. I've just never really watched it. It's never one of those things that I've been really drawn into. Like I've if I've I've seen a couple of matches back in the day, especially um, which were fun and entertaining. But it's never been one of those things that's made me want to go. Oh, I want to watch the next wrestling match. It's just like if it's on, yeah. I'll be like, oh, cool. I'll watch this. This is cool. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. But um, although I tell you one thing that actually did make me want to start watching wrestling, which is um. It's a movie. It's actually a British movie, but it's it's got the rock in it as well. Called Fighting with My Family. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I know what it's about. It's the story of Paige uh, and her family. Yeah, yeah, and I because I, I didn't realize it was based on a true story until the very end when they sort of started talking. Like you know, at the end of you know, just before the end of those movies, they sort of go and so and so went on to live a happy life or whatever you know <laughs> um, but yeah they're like i was like oh wow like what like yeah uh and i found it a very entertaining movie and seemed like really good and the rock the rock's only got a cameo in it really like he's in a couple of for a few scenes but he's actually he, he's so funny in it uh like he's really good but yeah i think yeah. he 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 kind of um had some more to do from like a producer yeah. or some sort of like executive something. I, I don't know. I, I think he had more of a, a behind the scenes role. Yeah. Than- yeah. But they kind of had his, they had him on the posters and stuff to help sell the movie. Um, I think, Probably, yeah. but um, if, if, if people don't know about that movie or anything, the girl in it who plays Paige, um, she plays um, black widow, Scarlett Johansson's sister in the black widow movie. So if you've seen that, um and you and you think she's really cool go and check it out because she is badass like her fighting and stuff in it's brilliant so yeah really really cool um anyway is anything else you've been up to or watching or doing stuff oh um the other thing i wanted to say is like i'm I'm really hoping to go see ghostbusters afterlife this weekend it's like it's man that one snuck up on me and (laughs) why did this not come out like a few weeks ago during october I don't know why it's releasing in November now, but um, that one just like, yeah, completely snuck up on me. And I'm just like, wow, this is this weekend. But I've been looking forward to this one for a really long time and everything I've seen. Um, and in fact, I've only watched that first trailer that they came out with. I've, yeah. I've been, I've tried to stay away from everything else. So I want to go in uh, as blind as possible, but I have high hopes for it. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Is yeah, that something I, you, you, you want to go see that one at all? Yeah, I do. It's it's one of those movies I'm apprehensive about because it's kind of, you know, um, it's, it's, a, it's a childhood favorite of mine. And, you know, sometimes when they do like these sequels or remakes or whatever, I'm always apprehensive of them. Um, but I thought some, you loved the last Ghostbusters movie that they just did. Get out. Get out. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but genuine, that was one of those movies that I didn't see in the cinema. I, I saw it on like a catch up on Netflix or whatever it is on one of the streaming services. And I was thinking, is this one of those movies that's actually not that bad? But you know, all the critics hate it and people have gone off on it because it's a remake and basically they've got an all female cast. And I watched it and I was like, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like, I was genuinely, <laughs> by the end of it, I was like, that was just so bad i just did not enjoy it anyway um this one though some some people at work have seen it they saw it like yesterday or the day before or whatever um and they've all basically said it's not amazing but they really enjoyed it if that makes sense they're like they don't they don't think it's quite as good as the originals but they were like they really enjoyed it and they think it's um you know a good 
yeah, good movie, basically. So yeah, I'm I, quietly I, happy to see it now. Quite confident. I feel like that's what a lot of these movies are like that are coming back and just kind of um, kind of like the Bill and Ted movie uh, that was released like what last year, and I still then seen the, the new, I still the new seen Matrix it. movie. Uh, <laughs> Like those movies look like they're fine, you know. Like the the Bill and Ted movie, it was fine, it was fun, yeah. Um, but you could tell it was just done on a budget, and it was fine for what it was. Um, I feel like this movie might be that, but I think this is going to be on a bigger budget. I, yeah. I think it'll be good. I think it's great to focus on kids. I think that's a smart way to do it. Yeah, you bring in a whole new generation of young kids who love Slimer, and you know, have kids that are relatable. I think it's the smartest, smart way to do it, um, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. It's it looks it's gonna be great. Yeah, it should be so, good. Should anyway, be good. yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Hopefully, I can see that. So next week, uh, maybe we could talk about it. Yeah. So if you go see it, Graham, you go see it, and maybe we do some sort of spoiler review for next week. Ooh, that could be fun. Yeah, I'll, and I'll we'll watch the the other Ghostbusters movie that you love oh, so God, much as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get out! Get out! <laughs> <laughs> show over show over oh, um so what have i been up to i'm still house hunting still uh, i found a house well we found two houses that we liked and we put an offer on one and then someone else up, outbid us basically and went way higher than we were willing to go because the house needed a lot of work um and we're like not we don't really want to spend much more because we're gonna have to spend that and fixing it up anyway um and there's another house we really really love but it was kind of right at the top of our budget and needs a lot of work doing and basically, they sort of said, you have to have offers over the asking price. I was like, okay. And the guy said, and just so you know, that some people have offered a lot more than the asking price. And the asking price was like literally the top of our budget. So I was like, yeah, we can't afford this. <laughs> no, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. So, man, it's, yeah, we were good dealing with the same stuff, you know, when we were trying to buy our house. Uh, I mean, we had, you know, we had really kind of, specific things that we were looking for because obviously I was trying to find something that we could use for, you know, the, the Megavision's offices and everything. But we found a couple really great places that were in some traditional style of neighborhoods and we put in offers on them. And like you guys, like we just got outbid and yeah. it was, it was really frustrating. So I, I feel your pain, man. To, yeah. It's a, it's a crazy time to try yeah. to buy a house still. It seems like. Yeah. And there's one we're going to look at tomorrow, which Fingers crossed. It, it like on like when you look at it from the outside, it doesn't look like the best house. But on paper and like seeing the pictures and the layout, and you actually I don't know if you do it in America at the moment, but a lot of places are doing these virtual tours that like almost like a Google Street View mm-hmm. walking through the houses, so you get a better feel of the houses. So I did that, um, and it seems like a decent space. The garden's pretty nice for for the area, and it's got a garage, um, like sort of separate. So in theory, I could have my own mega barn. Basically, that could be my office games room type place. So, Ooh. yeah, that's that would be my idea. If, if we had, if we got that, that'd be great. Um, but we're going to see it tomorrow. It might end up being terrible because we've done that a few times. We've looked at pictures online and gone, like, "This place looks great." And then we got there, going, "No, it's not." <laughs> so he just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that we'll happened to us too. Yeah, um, yeah I saw I, I, when we looked at this place, it had that cool like virtual walkthrough, but it it had this other neat thing where you could kind of like, uh, I think it was on some sort of app, but you had to use your phone or uh, like a tablet, but you could like pinch and zoom, and it like was almost like a. It, it showed like all the levels of the house and you could kind of like move it oh, around and, yeah. and stuff. 
it almost looked like it. What it reminded me of is that scene in the Resident Evil movie where it shows like <laughs> the, the tunnel and it pulls back and like scans yeah. around. It shows like all the underground and the city and shit. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. But it looked really cool because you could see like, man, because we have like three stories and then the basement stuff. So it was like really tall. It looked crazy. Yeah, um, that's that's yeah. I think a few places have done that over here because I remember seeing that in one of the houses I looked at, but not all of them do it. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of something from like an old like nineties movie, like enhance the image and like you sort of like spin it around, <laughs> and, like, lock the, lock the lock the front door, spin the thing. Beep. <laughs> like, I felt like like Tom Cruise. Like, it, yeah, well, like what was, what was the <laughs> what was that movie where he would go in the future to stop crime? Minority Report. Yeah, Minority Report. Man, yeah. that's a good movie. Yeah, that that made me fall back in love with Tom Cruise. Well, not fall in love with him, but for a while I just didn't like well, him. Well, what made like, you fall uh, out of love with him? What, I don't what, know. What, that's yeah. the weird thing. I feel like there's just a period where I was like, ah, oh, Tom Cruise, don't really like him. Don't know why. Can't even remember why. Don't know if there's a bad movie I watched or something. But so it's like yeah. when he, because there's certain actors who, when they release their movies, I'm like, uh, that person's in it. I don't really want to see them. Um, like I have, well, he I, was really in our face for a long time with the Mission Impossible movies. Like there was a Mission Impossible movie seeming like every other year <laughs> in like the two thousands and stuff. That, and I think maybe we just that's what like, it was. I Mission Impossible two. That's the movie. <laughs> that was the movie that I watched and was like, this is terrible. That's I really hate Mission Impossible two. I actually enjoy I all the other I, ones I though. I actually like the other ones. What so, was it about Mission Impossible two that you didn't like? They so. It, most of the stunts were just like ridiculously over the top, but to to the extremes. I I quite enjoy a big big stunt and stuff. They they took it too far, but also the whole face swapping thing, like in the uh. first one, that was that was like so. In the, they had it in the first one, which is fine, um, but they used it as like a one off sort of thing. In this, it was literally every scene someone was like face swapping, and there's like a bit where he managed to do a face swap on a bad guy when they were fighting in the corridor or something like two minutes earlier, did a face swap, came back in as the bad guy and like had his face on the bad guy and going, yeah, I broke his jaw. And then like they shoot him. You think, you think, oh my God, Tom Cruise is dead. And then he walks out of the room and takes off the, the bad guy's face. And, oh no, that's Tom Cruise. And it turns out the other guy is the bad guy. And he's just walked out and managed to escape from the bad guys. And then like the bad guys have it as well, because like a bad guy's talking to a girl as Tom Cruise and um, like a sort of, so she's like kind of a sort of um, playing against both sides or whatever. And yeah. And um, so she's meant to be the, the girlfriend or the bad guy or whatever. And then like she, they have like a nice moment, they're talking and then she walks off and then the bag, uh, then suddenly Tom Cruise pulls off his face and it turns out it's the bad guy. What a twist. So the bad guy knows that she's playing him. And it's just like, it's like, like every scene. I was just like, that guy's not going to be that person. That guy's not going to be that person. You know, it's just, uh. <laughs> drove me nuts so that like, was probably <laughs> what everyone loved one of the most about in that mission possible was that part but also the scene where him like repelling down because they did that in the first morning yeah the, the, the lasers that was really cool so good but uh yeah mission possible and, was a good fun yeah. movie yeah mission possible 4 though i thought was amazing that's like i, I genuinely like this is a freaking amazing action movie oh my god i love it yeah anyway Sorry. Um, <laughs> let's move on slightly. Um, oh, yeah. Just a couple of things I've been watching. Um, so I finished watching season three of Final Space on Netflix today. Um, have you seen Final Space at all, Chris? I don't think so. What is what is that? Oh, it's great. It's a animated show. I think in America it's made and published by a different studio, but over internationally it's like a Netflix show, basically. Um yeah um so 
and one of the, yeah so basically what it's about is it's it's it's, a, it's it's really hard to explain it unless you've seen it but it's kind of like a bit of a, a slightly wacky comedy cartoon thing about this guy called gary who is at the very start of the show he's on a spaceship but it's actually a, a prison ship basically and he's been floating in space around the earth for like a thousand days or so. I can't remember how long it is. It's a long time. Uh, but he's in love with this girl who's who's part of like this intergalactic um like enterprise, you know, like Star Trek Federation type thing. Um right. and like he's in love with her and he keeps sending her voice messages and stuff every day. And he's going slightly crazy on the ship because all he's got is this AI robot who like loves him and he, he hates, and it's got the computer AI who won't let him do what he wants to do. So he keeps calling himself the captain and, and the computer's like, You're not the captain you are a prisoner and like there's stuff about like he really wants a cookie and like he keeps going to the cookie thing and trying to get a cookie and the ai keeps like going you have now added an extra day to your your prison <laughs> sentence and stuff he's like god damn it um but but yeah basically huh. there's this there's this evil alien called the the lord commander who's got these magical powers and he um is after this other alien who's like this little blob jelly bob thing and Basically, the, the human sort of bumps into this jelly blob and instantly becomes best friends with him because he's like, yeah, you're awesome. And the little jelly blob's like, like, can't really talk properly. And he's like, yeah, that's right, buddy. <laughs> he's, like, he's like really weird. He's like slightly crazy. Um, and then it's basically about him like on the run from the Lord Commander and stuff. Um, but it, it gets so epic and stuff. Like it's, I think the first few episodes you might watch and go, what is this? But the storyline, it really it like it makes sense. Like as as you get through, like the storyline actually really connects together really well. And then season two and season three onwards, it's more like a normal storyline, I guess. Um, but it's really cool. But the annoying thing is they haven't confirmed if they're going to do a season four yet. But the um, the show creator really wants to. He says he's planned six seasons. Um, so yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's awesome. See, that's why, oh, yeah, so man, cool. that's that's why it it really is is just kind of uh, you're playing a little bit of game of roulette when you jump on to shows these days, like early into their lives. Because man, I can't tell you how many shows that I started watching that only made it like a season or two, and then they just keep getting cut off. And it seems like now more so than you know in the past where you know you'd have like the network tv cuts and stuff like that you know each season or each year but it seems like with the streaming wars being what they are these days it seems like these companies are so quick to cut these uh uh these series if they're not performing up to whatever they may be and and that sucks because a lot of times you get you know fans disappointed because their shows get ripped out from underneath them. Yeah. Uh, and it's, <laughs> that's the worst feeling. Uh, it sucks. It really so is. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully that won't happen. Yeah. I really hope it doesn't. Uh, because especially if these planned six seasons, it's almost like, you know, there's going to be an ending. I reckon you can't, I reckon, I know it costs money for the studio. So, you know, I'm not a business exec, but there's some of those shows that like just go on forever and ever. And there's no sign of an ending. And you think, yeah, I can kind of understand if I've got an ending planned. But it's nice if you can wrap up a show and they, they know that where it's going to go and finish. I think that's always like that'd just be really good if they could do that. Um, except for Game of Thrones, where they could have just stopped it two seasons before the end because uh, <laughs> that was just the ending of that was just not good. But okay, anyway, yeah. Um, another show I've been watching is The Good Doctor. I don't know if you know of that at all. Okay. Oh, is that the one? That's the is that the one with the kid from? Um... That it's kind of like a Doogie Howser esque show. 
You could say that, yeah. And so he's quite a young guy. Um, it turns out he's British as well, which I did not realise from the show. And except at the start of one episode, he talks in his normal accent because he's talking to the to the camera saying this special episode is about so and so. Um, and he has an English accent. I was like, whoa. But basically, he is a young doctor. He's just come out of medical school. He's going to a teaching hospital uh, somewhere in America. I can't actually remember. I want to say Denver, but I can't. I don't know if that's right, actually. Anyway, somewhere in a big American city. It's in America. It's in America. Yeah. Um, it's not one of the big ones. It's not like New York, where, but it's like set somewhere else. Uh, anyway, he has severe autism. And that's kind of his thing. He's got severe autism. So he's super intelligent because uh, he's like, you know, past medical school. He can really remember how the human body works. So he works out diagnoses really well in his head. He like sort of... He almost pictures it in his mind and can work out when something's not working, he can work out what's gone wrong. Um, but he's really bad at communicating with people and, you know, social interactions and stuff. So that's kind of, that's his downfall. And it's a whole thing about the stigma of him being autistic and going into this, this world where you, you basically got to look after people and save people's lives. And there's a couple of people at the hospital who are for him and they they want they sort of like the president of the hospital gets him the job basically because he says I, I he's really good at what he does i've seen him in action um i would support him and the rest of like the board is reluctant to get this kid in but um some of them see his value and basically the kid starts to work at the hospital but it's like about the doctors and the patients working with him and stuff and it's it's a comedy drama so there's some episodes which are actually quite emotional there's also a lot of like funny moments in it it's not like a full-blown comedy like scrubs was um yeah but it's, it's you know it's a show that's got some good humor in it and some really funny scenes but also some very emotional ones and i've become addicted to it i've been watching it pretty much every at least one or two episodes every night um because I found it on like the streaming services over here, and I'm like, oh my god, love it! Um, and it became quite poignant because a few episodes were based around COVID, so I've, I've really caught up. Because like uh, last year, I guess they were doing they were doing some episodes about COVID and how it's affecting, um, you know, hospital workers and stuff and the staff, and like really, really hit the nail home. I reckon. Um, but yeah, yeah. Really good. That, really that good actor, time. I was looking him up uh, while you were you were talking about there. His name's Freddie Highmore. Yes, um, I do. I do recognize him because he's been in a few other shows that I watched, and he was actually really good. He's very good at being a weird kind of creepy kid person. <laughs> he was in Bates Motel. Did you see any of that? Which oh, was really good. No, I know. He of played him, a I young Norman Bates, so ah. you can't get any creepier than Norman Bates, wow. man. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then he was also uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, the one with uh, Johnny Depp. Really, he was the young. He was he was Charlie in that one. I've I've only um, seen one scene of that movie twice. And it's, I, I was just like, I don't like this. <laughs> I would say smoke a bunch of weed and watch that movie. Okay, um, that's probably the best way to go. Um, yeah. Oh, he's man. Uh, you'll be really impressed with this one. He was one of the voice actors in the golden compass video game oh what who did so, he so yeah take it uh pant pantal pantalimon pantalimon oh that's that's the um that's lyra's demon the, the little oh. sidekick demon thing the little animal mm -hmm. follows her oh, okay wow <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's that's hitting like real close to home. It was wow. a Sega published yeah. game, right? Sega published that, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was a Sega game. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. Oh my god, it all comes wow. around. So Randy Highmore, Sega actor. Yeah, let's get him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you remember that time when you were a kid and you did this video game voiceover thing? Like, what? <laughs> did talk about on the show? I think you reviewed that game and gave it a really bad score. I, ah, we both reviewed it. I reviewed the Wii version, I think, and I think you reviewed a different version. The and PSP I version, I bet. Possibly. And you gave it a terrible score, and I gave it an average score because I didn't <laughs> hate it. I was like, there, I had some fun with this game. It's fine. Like, you know, don't go straight out and buy it, but at the same time, it's not the worst game I've ever played. So, but yeah, I think you gave it a really, really low score. <laughs> it probably um, deserved it. Yeah. It definitely did. Man, but with that, uh, I would oh, recommend go watch Final Space, go watch The Good Doctor, and yeah. Um, but with that, though, um, let's kick off the main bit of the show, which is going to be our news of the week. And I can't find my intro button. Where's that gone? Oh, God. Hold on. Get your shit together, Graham. I'm going to have to Come do on. it manually. we got people watching us. Yes. Come on. God damn it, Graham. <laughs> Jesus. There we go. On our feature discussion. Sorry. Um, my stream deck didn't seem to have the button on it. That's really weird. Um, but yeah, so Chris, we're going to do something slightly differently this week, aren't we? So we're not going, we're not doing our game game session at the start and we're doing something different with the news of the week. So Chris, do you want to introduce this next little bit? Sure. We're just going to start uh, doing uh, some of the weekly releases. Uh, we're not going to go through and do the entire list but we're going to go through and just highlight some of the ones that kind of stick out to us and just kind of talk a little bit about them. We're going to try to do that each week um, from here on out and see where it goes. But we thought it would be a good idea just at the top of the news uh, section just to talk about some of the games that are coming out this week. So there's been a couple, a, a few big hitters, but it's not been a big week this week, it seems like, Graham. Uh, I'll tell you some of the multi-console uh, releases, and then we'll get into some of the uh, the console-specific ones. Cool. Uh, so the big one this week was Battlefield 2042 uh, that was released. It was multi-console across PlayStation, Xbox, Ooh. PC. Uh, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the Battlefield games. I know that there's been some controversy uh, about it. Apparently, it's been getting some pretty bad... Uh, reviews from like the customer reviews on Metacritic. Uh, from what I gather, it seems like they've removed a lot of features that fans are or were expecting and, and want in that. So it doesn't seem like some of the fan reaction is all that great so far uh, in with Battlefield uh, 2042. Oh, no, so that's not good. Yeah. I don't play those games, like I said, but for those that do, uh, let us know if, if you know any more about that. Um, but yeah, next I up in these... Oh, okay. I was going to say, I, I, I do enjoy the Battlefield games. I haven't replayed really them much lately. Okay. But, um, yeah, they, they've they always been really fun. Especially, I, th- I think that the fun thing for them is the multiplayer and destructible, destructible environments making more fun for me than, say, Call of Duty. Like, But, um, yeah, I, I haven't actually I've, haven't picked this one up yet. So, yeah, let's see. Yeah, I guess let's watch this space. I might, might want to check it out. I'm on the show. I can't do that right now, buddy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the next up, we have uh, Blood Rain uh, revamped, and then also Blood Rain 2 uh, revamped. And this one was one that I was kind of interested in. It seems like uh, they've gone through and improved some of the visuals in these games and done a few other upgrades. And I've... I don't know about you. I never really jumped into the Blood Rain games all that much when they were originally released. What about you, Graham? Yeah, I never played them. I think because um, when they originally on PlayStation or PlayStation 2 or something and mm. 
that was around the time that like you know the dreamcast was dying or dreamcast had died and i was like no not gonna play those games meh sort of thing <laughs> you know being a little little fanboy shit basically um so yeah i never actually got into them i've seen two of the movies by uve ball though and they they were movies i guess like actually on the standard of his movies they weren't terrible on the standard of good movies they weren't very good <laughs> i would say yeah i would say if you're if you're stacking uve ball movies blood rain probably is is a the higher end of yeah that, i would imagine sure. but um yeah. i mean um and i also remember this was a weird time because uh i mean they've Blood Rain, they like was very like a overly sexualized character mm. at the time, and I remember too. Uh, I mean, they did that with the whole movie, but they she was also uh, featured in those. Uh, I think there was like a PlayStation or not PlayStation, uh, a Playboy issue yeah. that was all like female like video game characters. Yeah. I want to say she was like in there big time. Yeah, she and was, so, yeah, that's just yeah. Because they they had some, they managed to get artists to actually draw some of those female characters topless, um, and she was one of those ones. But I think Lara Croft was in it, but she was wearing like clothes or whatever. So they were trying to do a whole thing, but yeah, they it was slightly controversial because like yeah, topless video game. Yeah, it was then, but I don't think I I I don't think you do that anymore. And it would be interesting to see what the reaction would be. But that's a just I don't know. Um, I've always wanted to go back, but I'd like to to check those out. This one Mm. was. Uh, released on consoles and the Switch. Um, on it's a digital release though for for twenty bucks. Okay. Ah, oh, much of that. Uh, yeah. Death Store came out on PS4 and Switch. Uh, I want to say that came out on Game Pass a few weeks ago, and I I got a chance to play yeah. it a little bit. It's one of those uh, roguelite games where you kind of just play through again and again, and you get you know you're still uh, improving your you know uh, some of your abilities and things like that you're leveling up a little bit but uh you know you, you it's all about the grind mm. um but uh that i i want to say that that's that one i'm pretty sure but yeah that's- this is one we were talking about before too is the uh the disney's classic game collection which this is a, another compilation but this one's interesting because it includes aladdin the lion king and the jungle Book. yeah yeah, because um, yeah, when I first saw this, I was like, I'm sure that came out like a year ago, didn't it? Like the Disney, but yeah, this mm-hmm. one's including Jungle Book, which is really cool. Because uh, I actually got that on the Game Gear, I think Jungle Book on the Game Gear. It's a really fun game, um, and I need to pick this up because Aladdin is one of my it's my favorite Disney movie. But Aladdin on the Mega Drive is one of my favorite games as well. Like it's to this date, it's still one of my favorite action platformers. I love it, and I will go back and play it occasionally. And I'm a lot better than I was as a kid. I tell you that much. <laughs> like I've actually that's one of those few games I can go back to and I'm actually better than I used to be. Um, All right, you know what? Here we go. Here, we're gonna we're gonna see about that, Graham. Oh, no. Next week <laughs> during the chill shits, I challenge you to play Aladdin. Okay. So yeah. I'm gonna give you a week to to get your shit together. You have one week, yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna see you on the show next week. And everyone watching, we're gonna we're gonna put it to you, Graham. We'll okay, see yeah, how good we, you we are next week we'll, at we'll Aladdin. Yeah. Talk some trash. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. So. Uh, okay, so that's the uh, so the big multi console. We'll run through some of the rest of these on PlayStation Four. We have Disco Elysium: The Final Cut, uh, Farming Simulator Twenty Two. Man, they still crank out those farming simulator games. Oh yeah, and I'm, pl- I'm pretty sure 
the developers um, are actually quite close to where I live. Like they're about an hour's drive away. Because uh, I used to work at a sh- I, one of the offices I worked in was near their studio or something. Um, yeah, hmm. so, unless they've changed That's studios cool. or something. But yeah, because they won an award and like, hey, they're just down the road from us. Hey, awesome. Um, but yeah, hmm. carry cool. on. Uh, we also have Nerf Legends, uh, which I don't know anything about that one. Um, do you think that's going to be like a first-person shooter type game where you're just <laughs> running around with Nerf guns? That I, would be probably. I hope it's got Nerf guns in it because if it doesn't, I'm already disappointed. What's Nerf Legends? It's got so. Nerf guns in it. It's definitely a Nerf thing. I've just googled the name, and is it first person or is it third person? Oh, third person would work too. Yeah, um, these screenshots. Well, look that up. Scotty is saying you better get your apples ready because uh, you have no idea what you're in for with this uh, Aladdin challenge. <laughs> so. My apples will definitely be ready. I'm not going to run out of those bad boys. I don't know if you know, Chris, but you use apples as weapons in Aladdin. Oh, I know, Graham. Oh, I good. had the game too. So. <laughs> well. Uh, and then uh, we'll keep going. We have uh, – did you did you have any more on Nerf Legends? Uh, I can – if you want, we can bring oh, up the trailer no. for it. <laughs> No, we don't need to do that. We'll keep rolling. Right. No, I just didn't know if, if you found out if it was like a first person or third person. I, I, they've got screenshots, but I can't even work out what's what I meant. I think it's third person, judging from hmm. two of these screenshots. The rest are really hard to tell. So kind of yeah. add camera angles, which are like, you can't play a game that angle. That's, you know, but anyway, um, carry on, carry on. We have Tales of Iron, uh, The Last Stand Aftermath. And then uh, PS5 exclusive this week is Kina Bridge of Spirits, the Deluxe Edition. Don't know what that one is. Ooh. Uh, oh, no, Switch. that's um, – I know that one. That was revealed when the, before the PlayStation 5 came out. You know, they were doing all the game announcements and stuff for, like, E3 or whatever. That's the one – Oh, yeah, that one does sound familiar. Rob, I think Rob, our artist, knows someone who works at the studio. Or something. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. There was a little bit of controversy, yeah, that controversy one, around there? it. Yeah. There's something about, you know, them taking assets. I think it was like a maybe not properly uh, crediting someone. I don't know. I don't, yeah, we shouldn't yeah. say anything. We, yeah. We, we don't know, we don't know the full story. There was some, there was some <laughs> sort of controversy about it. But yeah. We're yeah. not sure about that. But yeah, that, that, that game did look really good, though. Uh, that was one of the games I was like, oh, I might get a mm-hmm. PS5 for this. I mean, I haven't, but. I can't get a PS5. They don't <laughs> exist over here. They literally don't exist. You can't find them. I know. Never I know. mind. Same, same over here. It's a myth. Um, quick, quick um, Nerf Legends like update. Sorry, quick Legends, Nerf Legends update. It is a first-person shooter. It looks a bit like Fortnite sort of thing, kind of. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, anyway, there we go. Cool. They should just... Why make their own game? They should just license all their Nerf stuff in Fortnite. That would be much probably <laughs> better. Anyway. Uh, on Switch, we have uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and uh, Pokemon Shining Pearl Double Pack uh, that was released this week. I don't know. if is, is this a whole new Pokemon game, Graham? I don't follow the whole Pokemon uh, well, releases. I as our say. resident Pokemon expert, having played mm-hmm. a whole total of no Pokemon games, um, I've, I've never genuinely never played a Pokemon game. I've seen a few episodes though of the TV show. I think, yeah, I think this is a whole new game. I don't know, but sometimes they release them and they're like remakes of the Game Boy games, just with a new. Yeah, yeah I think that's what this might be because it's like because Diamond and Pearl was released years ago, so it's brilliant it? and shining. So I assume there's probably some. Uh, okay, yeah, that's probably right. yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. Scotty's talking trash. 
Scotty. <laughs> you asshole. Oh, yeah, no, it's I want to talk the original story has been faithfully reproduced. There you go. So yeah, it's based on the original ones. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> we'll run through the rest of these Switch releases because uh the rest of these I just love the names of them because <laughs> every week there's a bunch of just crap released on the Switch. Um everyone knows that, but I I, I picked a few that I thought were great names. Uh we have uh would you like to run an idol cafe? Uh, Whiskey Mafia, Leo's family, and the one I loved the most this week was Turn Up Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And that's a top-down style Zelda-style game by the looks of it, except you're a turnip, basically. Committing tax evasion. I, yeah, like it. I love it. I love it. All right, let's move over to Xbox real quick, uh, and we'll run through these. Uh, we have Deer Simulator, your average everyday deer game is released digitally uh despotism 3k xo1 fae tactics space moth lunar edition mm. which that actually looked kind of cool and I, I wanted to look at that one uh oh we have ty the tasmanian tiger hd it's yes. got a physical release for 30 bucks which that's always one of those that i always thought released on dreamcast but i can't remember if it did there was all those other mascot characters in that time frame that mm. were getting releases was that that wasn't a dreamcast release no right? i think it was a lot later than dreamcast actually the original was time. it okay um I can maybe it's playstation that. 2 sky saying K- K- ko the kangaroo i can't yeah why are there so many names i, don't, I hate alliteration oh uh, yeah i was, think that might be what i'm thinking of as gamecube playstation 2 and xbox when it first came out the originally yeah uh, 2002. So yeah, just after Dreamcast basically died or was dying, basically. Um, although still around because games have been released this year. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, wait. Is a Tasmanian tiger? Is that a, is that the same thing as a, a thylacine? A, what? A thylac a, a thylacine? Is that the same? Uh, I don't animal? understand what word you're saying to me. What's a thylacine? It's a like it's a, a an extinct animal that used to live in. Oh, Tasmania uh, and, and Australia. Tasmania uh, I just is that this? I'm just wondering. I think that's the same thing. Yes, uh, yes, it's a Tasmanian tiger. You are correct. That's what see? that is. So that he is based on a an extinct animal. I didn't realize that. We we brought him back. Thank God. Okay, nice. so Ooh. he's back. No longer extinct. Tie the Tasmanian tiger. The thylacine is back. And he's in HD now. Great. Even better. Even better than back and thousands of years ago. To 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 actually. There's actually millions reports and there's more credible reports that thylacines or Tasmanian tigers are actually coming back and not extinct. Uh, and there's a lot of really awesome uh, information coming out because I, I keep up. One of the things I like to keep up with is like cryptozoology stuff. It's always been a fascination of mine. So I, I keep up with all this stuff about the latest uh, discovered possible animals and all this stuff, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the thylacine community. Are you right being now. legitimate right now? Or are you I am. I'm being hundred percent uh real. Um and in fact uh I think the the Australian huh. uh one of their like uh historical uh organizations either in Australia or maybe it was New Zealand but uh released this like really cool remastered uh video of one of the last thylacines uh that were was alive and it was just a, a video that was just showing uh it in its its 
cage or whatever. But anyway, I, I, I believe that thylacines are still real and are still living somewhere out there, and uh, they'll be discovered very soon. And Ty, the Tasmanian tiger, will not be alone anymore. He'll have there his buddies go. back. Yeah, home. brilliant. So that's what I'm hoping for. It'll be a it'll be a happy ending um, for for all Tasmanian tigers out there, including Ty. <laughs> There's another game that I saw in. Man, it looks really cool. It's called Undungeon. I don't know a lot about it, but I did see a quick trailer for it earlier, and it looks cool. Uh, it released uh, pretty much on a lot of console uh, across everything, but it's on Game Pass. Uh, so for those of you who got the Game Pass action, jump on that. Otherwise, it's about 20 bucks. Uh, and then on PC, uh, we have Alien Marauder. Uh, we have X01. Kira Kira Monsters, which sounds kind of interesting. King Under the Mountain. We have a Toy Tinker Simulator, Tunnel of Doom, and Unsafe. Mm. So that, that rounds out the uh, the new releases this week. Nice. I will say, out of those, I definitely want to be playing some Undungeon uh, this week. That's, that's, that's the one. And then, you know what? Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. I'm going to go out and buy the physical release on that one. I, I would like to get my hands on turnip boy commits tax evasion personally because that that did pique my interest and also i i screw it i want to get the disney classic games collection because that sounds awesome that one is another one i would like to get the the physical version of mm. that um i'd have to see if they that one might have i wonder if that has like a, some sort of cool collector's edition maybe probably does yeah no doubt Cool. So um, let's jump into the rest of the news. Cool. Yeah, let's go into the news. Let's. Uh, I can bring up my actual screen <coughs> sharing. So we actually got you know stuff to show people for this one. Right, brilliant. So do you want to kick this first one up, or do you want me to sure. take over? I'll do this one. Nice. I think uh, you can get the, the next two. Cool. So this one's really cool because uh, Xbox's Phil Spencer uh, was uh, did a recent interview with Axios, and he talked uh, about several different topics, but. The one that's that's really getting everyone excited was uh, him talking specifically on emulation and kind of video game preservation, mm. where he basically said that he thinks emulation is going to be kind of a, a an important part of like the future of the video game industry, and he thinks that companies are eventually going and should like work together to figure out a way where there's some form of legal emulation. Yeah. And this is what I'll, 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 I'll quote him on here, so I won't uh, misquote anything that he said. Here's this quote. He says, my hope, and I think I have to present it that way as of now, is an industry we'd work on legal emulation that allowed modern hardware to run within reason, older executable, allowing someone to play any game. And mm. we were talking a little bit about what that kind of meant um, and I think basically what he's just basically saying is that he thinks in the future it would be great if there was some form of you know whether it's what's uh was it retroarch or something mm-hmm. that could play across all systems and all the the companies would allow uh as a kind of an official release on that platform uh whether it be a third-party app, or it would be each company's own internal, you know, developed and published yeah. uh, app. But it would allow them to be able to then play a, uh, these older games and, and that sort of thing. But 
man, there's going to be a lot of stuff that they're going to have to work through for for something like that uh, to happen. What do you what do you think about his quote there, Graham? Oh, I, I actually really like it. And I like the idea that um, one of the biggest games companies in the world um, is talking this way as well, because it's it's one of those things that, yes, in the past, emulation has always been, well, most most of the time, not anymore, actually. Most of the time, back in back in the past, it was a case that emulation was, you know, a big no-no because it was illegal downloading of games. And, you know, mm. you know, people were people were doing it for the wrong reasons. But now we're at a stage where, you know, things like even TVs and stuff, it's getting harder to play games on like modern TVs. Like you can't play light gun games on modern TVs. You know, it's one of those things. There's, I think there have been some sort of light guns in development that will work with LCD screens, but I've yet to see one that's actually come out and legitimately works. Um, hopefully one will. So but, oh. they, I will say this, the Polymega has its own uh, light gun. Mm. And that one, I've already bought that and it, it has not yet shipped Okay. Uh, but that's supposed to work on regular TVs. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good. Um, so I imagine that, that you, we'll be able to go back and play all the Sega CD and Saturn light gun games on cool. regular TVs. Get some lethal enforcers going. Um, some virtual cop and House of the Dead. I'll, I'll be up for that. But yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that like um, like you know older consoles they're sort of you know slowly dying and stuff. You know. You know, your, your discs um, eventually can, you know, can get scratched or break or whatever. I know with cartridges, they're a bit stronger and things like that. But it's it's one of those things. But also, over time, like, I've got tons of freaking consoles. I can't hook them all up to my TV anymore. The Poly Mega is a good, good thing that it's, it's going to be able to play multiple systems in one. But it'd be great if in the future, you know, even if it's in like 10, 20 years time, we can turn on our Xbox or PlayStation and have this big library of of games, yeah. you know, from the the Genesis or you know Super Nintendo. I know that wouldn't happen on Xbox, and you know, <laughs> but yeah, and I, I think like, you know Microsoft has been sort of dabbling in this for a little while, you know, with some of the backwards compatibility stuff. Um, Sega's tried to do it a little bit, you know, with the Sega Forever stuff, which hasn't worked out quite as we'd all hoped it would because they were really touting. You'd be able to play all the old Sega games, but we've got a handful of Genesis games, basically. Um, I don't know if they ever said that. Though, they did. They did. They ever- they, watch the original trailer. It says every like all the every Sega classic from every generation, and it shows the Game Gear, the Master System, Genesis, Saturn popping up. Well, uh, I mean, it's the, it's what Sega does, though. They yes, it will come. They just haven't got to it yet. But much yeah. like. Fantasy Star Online 2 was just delayed all that time and it eventually came out. And they they told you it's coming. Wow. And, and okay. that's what was so frustrating for so long. Every time like they would have to comment on Fantasy Star, and that's they would just be like it's delayed. And so this is the same thing. It's just it's coming. It's just Oh, okay, like, good. You heard it here first. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> just uh but I mean yeah, it's it's so game companies have been dabbling with this. You know, you've also got you've got Antstream Arcade, which is, does lots of um, retro games, which is really awesome. You've got Pie Packer, which we've been using on the show quite a bit, um, which is how you play like games and stuff online. Um, there's a various there's various services out there now which are legitimizing um, you know emulation, and it just makes sense. So what what um, uh, you know Phil Spencer saying here? it does seem to be like one of the futures for gaming in for, for playing past games, for playing retro games and stuff. And I'm really happy that he's saying it. Like, what are your thoughts then, Chris? Like, are you thinking a similar thing or? Yeah. I mean, I think 
I think every gamer is going to agree with what he's saying. Um, but the problem is, it's and it's great because we have someone like Phil Spencer at Xbox right now. Mm-hmm. You know, some someone who I do think, uh, you know, has that right mentality and, and the right priorities to for Xbox, and he's got that game first mentality. I, I love that. But my worry is though is that like how are you how there's got to be a way for there to monetize all this because if there's not, they're not going to to continue to do it uh, in the future and in an expanded way that I think, you know, he sees that vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a way, because I mean, if they can't make money off of it, they're not going to invest. They're not going to continue to invest, uh, you know, money into doing this every generation to, to do all these things. So if, if maybe yeah. what he's thinking too, is that maybe they can look to like open source emulators and find a way to come to agreements to have those uh, on their system. And then you could plug in your own ROMs and play them that way. I don't know if that's what he's looking at hmm. um, or a way that to, to do that. But outside of this though, I think we are seeing another, uh, Almost, I mean, because we have limited run and all these other uh, companies that have sprung up and now have have gone back and are publishing older games and indie games on on physical uh, media on current systems, which does help some of that uh, preservation uh, Hmm. aspect because you're getting some of these older games and at least they're existing on current media uh, and on, on current platforms. Um, outside of that, though, I mean, I don't know what else you're going to be able to do. I mean, you're unless you you can preserve your physical cartridges um, and your physical media. But outside of that, of uploading them and storing them, I mean, how else do you think like, preservation should be done from the game company's standpoint? Outside of that, yeah, it's it's quite an interesting one. I think I think one thing we should look at also is this quote towards the end, um, or where he says that. I think in the end, if we said, hey, anybody should be able to buy any game or own any game and continue to play, that seems like a great North Star for us as an industry. So from that little part of the quote, I can almost imagine that perhaps he's thinking for sort of from now, basically, you know, start preserving these games from now. So for like the next Xbox, the next PlayStation, um, the those those systems should be able to play xbox one games for example or you know ps ps4 games whatever um through emulation so if i've bought a digital game on xbox you know um i should still be able to keep playing it for the next 10 xboxes that come out basically so maybe that's what he's thinking of more more rather than like just the the pure retro stuff maybe that's sort of where he's looking at because i think for for the retro stuff you could do game by game emulation kind of like what you know has been done in the past on um, Xbox Live and stuff, you've been able to download, you know, old Sega games, Sega vintage collect- collections and stuff. Maybe that's one way that you are paying for each individual game. Or maybe there could be some sort of Game Pass type thing, you know, or like the Switch, you know, Switch Online service where you you pay a subscription and you get this console for this subscription. For like $3 a month, you get Genesis. Three do- Another $3, you can play Xbox original games or something. I don't know. Um like that's that's one option to keep keep the money coming in, I guess. Because um, I think I think I think personally, I think a lot of people will be happy to pay for services where you are getting hundreds of retro games. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. So I know what you mean. 
to do this, you need money to basically keep the games up and running and stuff and being able to download them and everything. Uh, open source is obviously an easy way. Like, it'd be great if the industry said, okay, everything up to and including Dreamcast is now free on, you know, RetroArch. Yeah, we don't care. We're not going to sue you or anything. You go and download those. Go nuts. But <laughs> well, because, like, what I was saying, though, is that there's another almost, like, uh, smaller industry, like a sub-industry that's, that's starting to grow up even more so in that they're going back and in publishing some of these older games, uh, like uh, like Gynog recently, like that that Gynog came out what last week, uh, and that was something that you know probably none of the bigger companies were ever going to go seek after and re-release on their own. You know, like Sega, you know that probably wouldn't be in Sega's uh, it, the the return on investment for something like that isn't big enough, but. I, it, it seems like we're seeing some of these smaller publishers that can go back and work through all the licensing issues and the legalities and get that squared away, get those games ported uh, and updated for current platforms and add in some of the quality of life stuff and get those games released again. So yeah. I'm excited about that. And I hope that kind of stuff continues uh, because a lot of times we say like, I've been complaining for years. I know that for all these Sega compilations that get released, it seems like it's just the same games over and over again. But now you're seeing these smaller publishers that are getting the rights to these older games and re-releasing them. So yeah, that's a cool trend. And I hope to see more of that continue. Uh, and that way we will be getting cooler releases of some of these weirder and more obscure games that oftentimes are really rare and super expensive. So the only way to buy them or play them is to uh, emulate or, you know, pirate them, emulate them, uh, or uh, pay for the physical media, which is oftentimes not very, um, yeah, that's very cheap to do. So, you know, if you can pay 10 bucks to pay, play Gynog uh, and a cool version of it with, uh, you know, the quality of life stuff, I'm all for that kind of stuff. Yeah. I hope to see more of that. Totally. And just should we just because you mentioned about you know licensing and stuff, should we just quickly mention about you know um, what Microsoft recently said after they released they released like something like seventy six backwards compatible games right, um, yeah. on Xbox, but they also said that it's actually the late it says well it says the latest and latest and final edition um, of this. So basically, they've they've kind of announced that this is we're not going to be doing any more backwards compatibility, you know. Um, of these old Xbox games, basically, uh, you know, Xbox original and Xbox 360 titles uh, on the latest consoles. So, but one of the things they've said is um, we've basically we have reached the limit of our ability to bring new games to the catalogue from the from the past due to licensing, legal, and technical constraints. Thank you for being part of this journey with us. So, yeah, what you were sort of saying there is, you know, about licensing and stuff. That's that seems to be a big blocker, really. Um, and I, I, I guess that sort of partly comes down to you know music licensing, um, and and that legal side I guess is some of these old developers have actually closed down now and stuff. You know some of them, mm-hmm. and like but they like or a programmer might own the rights to a character, which the studio no longer owns basically or something, um, which does happen all the time. And we know that with Sega in the past, that's just been a big thing. Um, and I yeah. think a lot of it too, uh, and, and I, I've seen. I think um, Sega, had, and I think this was some of the, the issues with with Shinmu for a little while with uh, Shinmu One and Two, was that even even some of the middleware that some of these developers used, 
can play a role in not allowing some of this stuff to happen because yeah. like then you then have to go and create new contracts uh, with this middleware developer for this new thing because that original contract didn't include the scope of any future like yeah. digital re-releases or anything like that. So it completely then, and so that's why a lot of these companies are just like, it's not worth the hassle to do all of that. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's what cuts a lot of that out. So um, that's a bummer that, you know, Basically, there's a lot of reasons why some of these games are never going to be able to come out. And I don't have the full list in front of me. I, I, I was saying I would like to go through and like look at the list of games that just are never going to be backwards compatible and, mm. and look through those and, and just kind of be sad because we won't be able to play them. Yeah. Uh, but there's still, man, there's still a bunch of like OG Xbox games that I think I could think of that I would love to be able to go back and, and play. Uh, just be able to pop in my, you know, my Xbox one or series X uh, when I eventually get one of those, <laughs> but like all those old uh, Majesco published games on the Xbox, man, I Majesco was such a cool publisher uh, on the original Xbox. They had some really interesting games for one. Uh, they, they published advent rising, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite uh, Xbox games. And Graham, we played through that. We so. Did. Yeah, uh, I know you you enjoy that one. Um, but outside of that, they had some really interesting other releases. They they had a Spy versus Spy game, which mm-hmm. I always wanted to get my hands on that. Just for whatever reason, I don't think I ever picked it up. Uh, they had a cool game called Raises Hell, where oh, yeah. you where it kind of flipped the script, where you were like this kind of like uh, it was a third person uh, like kind of action fighting game, but you're this big monster and you're fighting these like cute cuddly things, but the cute cuddly creatures were actually like hyper violent. And it was like a really <laughs> uh, violent game. Uh, and there were a few others that I just, I thought were really great. And I don't know how many of those are backwards compatible, but stuff like that is just kind of uh, those games get, are, get. Are, are, are those are going to be the games that could get lost. You know, yeah. like if you, when you're talking about stuff, that's like, if we want to continue talking about the Xbox ecosystem because it's Phil Spencer talking about this and maybe he's not talking about like pre Xbox games and preservation, but when we're talking about just in the Xbox, like look at the Xbox one and, or the, the original Xbox and there's probably many games that are going to be left out. And a lot of those are probably going to be sports games too. Um, because you know, like all the NFL 2k games, how cool would it be to be able to play NFL 2k five or, whatever else on series X and, and have yeah. like all these new, uh, cause I will say, man, 2k five is still to this day for me is the best football game of all time. It's my favorite one. If I could play that game and then get updated rosters, uh, and then maybe have like FPS boost and maybe some of the other cool little things that they could do with these games. Oh man, that would be great. But it's a bummer that we're never going to have it. And so, I'm all in Phil Spencer's corner here uh, to close this, ish, you know, segment out. I, I I hope that the the future that he sees and wants uh, in the video game industry is something that we can find and, and find and navigate our way towards uh, because that would be amazing. I just I think it's it's going to be a hard road to get there because yeah. uh, money is going to be always the fact the, the the you know the thing that's going to get in the way for this, and yeah. so. Um, if they can figure out a way to do it, then great. I would be all on board, but we'll um, see. And just, just to tie a couple of things, uh, Majesco, guess which two games they published, uh, which we mentioned before? 
they were actually just been re-released this this week. Oh, I bet they did the Blood Rain game. Yeah, Blood, they? <laughs> they did Blood Rain and Blood Rain Two. Um, yep, they published yep. those. They also did. I didn't. I didn't know this was a game. Jaws Unleashed, so like based on the Jaws movies, with Appaloosa Interactive, who made Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future, on the Dreamcast. Um, Interesting. And I bet they used a lot. Shark. Wow, I got to play that. They, they probably just. This is probably going to be Echo the Dolphin Two, and they just went, "Yeah, let's put, making him a shark." That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All they do is just make Echo a shark. Just put teeth on them. And like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah just, <laughs> that's what they did. Um, and just one thing on licensing. Cause there's been, a, I know since um, since the release of all these games, a lot of people on Twitter and stuff and social media have been talk- saying to Sega, where's Jet Set Radio Future? Because that's one of the biggest games that people are asking for. Oh, but yeah. I believe that's partly down to the licensing issues. You know, it's got to um, be. Sega, I think Sega doesn't own well. Sega doesn't own all the rights to the music for one thing, so that's just one of those big things they'd need to go back and sort of you know talk about you know licensing well, or, those tracks out and stuff. Don't you remember back in the day where Xbox and I'm sure PlayStation allowed you to do this too, but you could just put in your custom soundtrack in any game and just make it play that way. You could put in like a USB yeah. stick that had your soundtrack and it would play in the game. It would just take over and replace whatever the I don't think that, uh, that, game soundtrack was. Do they still do that? Because I do remember no. doing my original Xbox and my Xbox 360 and it being amazing. They took that shit out of there That was real so quick good. That was such a handy I'm, thing. I'm sure the publishers and the, they they killed that real quick. Yeah, uh, I, so I, that's I, no longer. I rebought the Grand Theft Auto uh, GTA 3 and GTA Vice City on my Xbox because I could play my own soundtracks in that game. I remember that being amazing. I mean, like, this is a, it was this is so good. cool. <laughs> hey, I can't do it anymore. But if that would be something that if they had that feature, they could say, oh, we're just going to put non-licensed, mm. you know, soundtrack in this. And at least we can get away, you know, the, get away from that standpoint. Yeah. And then you can use your own soundtrack. So then you could just put in something and it'd have all the Jet Set Radio soundtrack yeah. in there. But- but there's not the li- the licensed music. I don't I don't know if it's on PS5, but on Xbox One and stuff, you get the Spotify app. I surely there must be a way that you can have the Spotify app playing in the background while playing the game. And on Spotify, they have the Jet Set Radio music. So yeah, but the problem is, is that there's the music. <clears throat> it's it. It would be one thing, but the music's not going to change dynamically. You I know, don't like care. if you. <laughs> well, for these whatever. games let's let's get going <laughs> okay let's let's move on to the next let's let's move on to the next one so um yeah this next one is okay now chris has got me to do this one <laughs> because it's got a lot of japanese names and words in it and i can't say these names so that's not why I that is you. exactly you, why. Reading, you love you, you love were reading this. this earlier i was laughing because you couldn't say them and then i'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this segment for that very reason so yeah like, i've had to try and do a run through of this before the show so and i've actually got the pronunciation for the studio from a reddit article but basically, um, Sega's Ryuga Gotoku. Ryuga Go, Go, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> Sega's Ryuga Gotoku Studio, also known as the Yakuza Studio. What was that? Ryuga Gotoku. 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 Ryuga Gotoku. Gotoku. Anyway. Yeah, or the Yakuza Studio. Let's call them that because that's way easier for me to pronounce. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, they've confirmed about they're making they're currently making uh, Yakuza Eight, and this um, sort of comes after like in in October 2021, Yakuza's creator uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi. I think I got that name right. Um, confirmed he was leaving the studio, and he's one of the the main founders of the studio. Um, but also joining him, joining him in his departure, is the series director and producer Daisuke Sato. I think I got that right. Uh, would you say that's correct, Chris? Daisuke. I'm sure it's, it's clo- I'm close enough. Someone will correct you. I'm sure. Yeah, someone's definitely correct. I- <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, uh, the new studio's new boss. Uh, Masaya Yoshi Yokoyama has talked about how the departures of the two sort of um, biggest people in the studio um, have impacted the studio and what it means for the, the rest of the, um, the, the the franchise, basically. Um, but yeah, um, th- one of the cool things, though, is it's quite interesting. When Nagoshi and Sato announced their departure, um, they did it on the official Yakuza page. Um, and that's unusual because normally, especially with like a lot of Japanese um, developers and stuff, when they leave a company, they basically leave and then they announce it on Twitter, for example, on social media. Um, but they did it on the official website. So it's a bit more of a, I guess, an official thing. It felt, I felt better. Um, and in fact, um, uh, Yokoyama actually wrote about the their departure and stuff um, and talking about how it would impact the studio. So... Um, yeah, uh, they're still it's actually still available on the website, but um, one the one quite cool thing was they actually when they when it was announced they put up this this cool picture which I'm going to try and enlarge for everybody to see. Um, that is basically um, some of the original members of the studio uh, posing, you know, for the camera. Obviously, all basically wearing the same clothes, but like, uh, all wearing black suits. But um, they look idea, a bunch of like villains. Though. I love it. They look yeah, they do. They're like villains from the game, actually. <laughs> Um, but they are key studio members, basically, um, and the key, key development staffers. And it's uh, one of the reasons why they sort of put their photo up was to emphasize that it's the studio is not just one person. It's um, it, it, all these key people, and they carry the responsibility of ensuring the quality of the studio's games. Um, and in, in this interview with Pamitsu, basically, Yokoyama uh, basically said that they're working on developing Yakuza 8, which is awesome. Um, and he's not, unfortunately, he's not able to talk about the game much, but it's going to take place a few years after Yakuza 7, and it's going to be a continuation of the overall story. Uh, but um, it's going to have, it's going to continue with the protagonist, uh, Ichiban Kasuga, um, who is from Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, and based on what we've known previously, I believe, haven't, hasn't Sega announced that they're moving away from the, um, you know, free action fighting it's it's real-time fighting it's it's going to go to more to the turn-based fighting is that not true yeah so with like a dragon that was yeah. that was basically a uh i mean it it was like a love letter to, to dragon quest in a lot of ways yeah um but yeah so they they switched it to a to traditional turn-based uh fighting system um and judgment now has the kind of that real-time action of like fighting um gameplay that yakuza has had its whole you know the life of of its series so Mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting i liked it though uh like a dragon i i I did end up really enjoying the combat system i thought i was not going to like it but 
the way that they allowed you to change jobs, which um, completely changed your character's play style, um, was great. And uh, that's not like a novel idea or anything like that. You've been doing that stuff, you know, in video games, like, like the 16-bit era and stuff. But it was just the way they got it all, uh, you know, together. I thought that it actually was a pretty intuitive system and I, I did like it. And so mm. I'm, I'm fine with it, con- with Yakuza continuing as a, a you know, turn-based uh, RPG. Uh, but I'm excited to, to see more of it. And I thought Ichiban is an awesome uh, protagonist. I think he's a great character. He's funny. Um, you want him to, like, you just, you can't help but root for the guy. <laughs> you know, he's just down on his luck. He's, he's, he's kind of an idiot, but he's one of those lovable idiots because he's, he's faithful to a fault. Uh, he's he's you know he's like headstrong. He's gonna run into any situation without freaking thinking it through, and he always gets himself in trouble. Um, and I just think he's an awesome, awesome character. And, yeah, uh, he's he's a great new character for this franchise. That's completely different from what you know they've had in the past with Yakuza, uh, with Kiryu and everything. Which I'm obviously Kiryu's fucking awesome. <clears throat> he's the best. But Ichiban is, is cool in his own right as well. I, I really like him. So yeah, I'm looking I'm, forward to it for Yakuza, man. I, I'm, I'm unsure of myself because turn-based games are not my favorite thing. I really enjoyed Like a Dragon, though. I think it's a really good game. I'd almost rather have seen this be like a spin-off entry to the main franchise. Like have, have a few more of those, but have the main entry still being real-time combat. However, you're right. Ichiban is such a fun character. And it made his world made sense to have the turn-based strategy, as, as you say, it's like a nod to the sort of the um, the Dragon Quest games and stuff back in the day. Um, yeah, and he's so crazy. Like in his mind, he like lives in a quasi fantasy realm where he sees life as an RPG in a way, and yeah. like they've they integrated that into the gameplay in a, such a wonderful way that only I think uh, you know. Yakuza Studios can do. Uh, yeah. They've such a way that they integrate humor and and like just serious subject matter and wrap it all together in this quacky gameplay style. And it fits so well and it should not at all. But I don't know how they made it to eight <laughs> games, but here we are. Yeah, um, it's so good. Um, and yeah, one, one last thing on this. Um, Yokoyama um, basically said that he really wanted to challenge the studio with a new game. And he also added that the studio is working on an unannounced title. So that's pretty exciting. So it's not just Yakuza and sort of judgment coming out from them. They are working on something else by the sounds of it, which is really awesome. Um, and he said, um, please look forward to what's next from the Ryoga Gotoku studio. Like, well, I wonder, right? Did that work? <laughs> you got to keep working on that. Maybe next week. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Along with your Aladdin uh, challenge, Ooh, we'll have yeah. to do another challenge of this. Uh, but I wonder if that uh, unannounced game might just be the, the sequel to Judgment. Like the, the it, Judgment it could, game. I don't know. If, yeah. Have they not? I feel like they've announced the sequel to Judgment. Maybe I'm wrong they, on that. They may have already. Um, I, I don't know. And it doesn't say it in his story. But um, well, maybe they haven't. So it... it if it's not, uh, that would be interesting because I mean, we know that they, uh, we know Judgment is certainly a, a, one of their series that they have, and mm. you know, because they they talked about how Judgment's going to be the series that has the the more action gameplay style, and and Yakuza is going to be the turn based one. Um, it would be interesting if they would add another you know kind of game to 
yeah. to their uh, their thing. And I don't know if they'd want to do that. I mean, think about that. You're losing Nagoshi and you're losing some very critical figures uh, in your who've been there since the beginning. And Nagoshi has, has played such a huge role in Sega as mm. well uh, over the years. So, um, I mean, they're losing a, a, some really important talent there. Uh, I just don't know if that would be interesting if, if it's a whole new game that this new leadership team is now going to have to kind of spearhead. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting how, how, how they do that with that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the next one. Um, yeah. Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers Games has announced they are doing a Nail that one, Graham. Yeah, you got that one. That <laughs> one. What <laughs> Warner Bros. Games is that? <laughs> is that what you say? Um, yeah, anyway, Warner Brothers Games. Um, they've announced that they're doing a crossover fighting game um, called Multiverses. I like it. I like the name. Um, and it emphasizes teamwork and social play in an ever-expanding um, cast of characters that you know and love. Um, that's what Tony... Oh, God, I can't pronounce this guy's name. Tony Hoon? Okay, God. Um, he is a, he is the, fa- the co-founder and game director um, at Player First Games, which is the development studio behind this. Um, yeah, wow. Why do I always get the ones with the really hard names? Sorry, God damn it. Um, so let's yeah. go through. Uh, why don't you click the link? Why don't we watch Ooh, the, uh, the trailer, watch the trailer. Real quick? Um, yeah, we'll well, the trailer. Should I, I announce some of the characters in it first before we watch the trailer? Or I thought we'd do that as you're clicking it up. And, oh, I'll find it. it okay, cool. Let's do that. Yeah, so, cool. Uh, yeah, because we can talk through it as we um, as yeah. we watch the trailer. Um, but yeah, it's going to have uh, what Bugs Bunny. We have Steven Universe mm-hmm. and Graham. I know you're excited about Arya Stark. Oh yes, yeah, Arya. Love Arya Stark. Um, but yeah, it's a, and they've got yeah they've got um, Adventure Time, Tom and Jerry, Scooby Doo, and many more apparently. Um, I don't know who Steven Universe is by the way. Literally never heard of that character in my life. So he you know. is the, he is uh, he's got the curly black hair. He's a cartoon character. Uh, there's it it has a, a very popular. There he is right there in the red shirt in the star. I have no idea who just that is. I have no idea. That's Steven Universe. I just told you. Now you know who he is. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 okay. Yeah. It's, it's a little dude, a little kid with a t-shirt uh, with a star on it. Okay. Um, yeah. But we also got we got characters from Adventure Time, Tom and Jerry. We got Scooby Doo here. Yeah. I, I didn't know that Game of Thrones is owned by Warner Brothers. What? Like, is that a thing? Well, I think Warner Brothers also owns HBO. Ah, do they? So I did not know. Yeah, this. and so okay. it's an HBO product. So yeah. that's why you see all this stuff. Um, like, uh, I guess all the Cartoon Network is all uh, Warner Brothers as well. Right, okay. Okay, that's cool. Um, What's interesting, though, too, is that they're getting a lot of the voice cast yes. uh, yeah. in this. So, so what, what can Williams. you talk about that? Maisie Williams, um, uh, Kevin Conroy, Estelle, uh, Matthew Lillard, and um, so many others. They said are you know coming are set to voice their Warner Brothers television and film characters, basically. So a lot of the original cast, basically, will be back to voice some of these people, which is really cool. 
Um, and the game looks actually looks pretty decent. I mean, it looks basically like you know Smash Brothers, but uh, looks looks pretty fun. Looks pretty cool. Um, you can upgrade your characters. You've got like perks and stuff for your characters and things like that. Um, I like how they've got so the characters have got different styles and costumes. Like they keep they've shown Shaggy doing a few things, and there's one of Shaggy wearing sunglasses and stuff, and he's topless, and he looks pretty cool. Um, so I'm, I like what they're doing with this. This looks pretty sweet. Like, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't know, man. It. I won't. I. I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play this game. But <laughs> um, it's weird that there's so many. Because uh, I got this mixed up with Nickelodeon All Star Brawl for a minute. Oh. Because that was like another game that just came out not rec- uh, just recently. And uh, and so I saw this. I was like, is that not the same thing? And so I had to had to look again. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's got a, a lot of the cast of characters that I really love. Uh, I will yeah. say that. Um, I love Scooby-Doo. Um, it would be great if if they continue adding more and more characters from these. And I think that will be part of what may ultimately decide like how much longevity this game has. Because like, look at, um, obviously, Smash Brothers um, does a great job of continuing to add characters to its roster. Um, but I don't think that necessarily is a major factor on the, its popularity. I think the game is will be popular no matter what because it plays so well. The system, it's it's so good. Uh, and so obviously that's going to be a, one of the biggest deciding factors. Like how well yeah. does this game play and can it hold a player base uh, for a long enough time to support hopefully some additional characters uh because how cool would it be to have more characters from Game of Thrones, like the mountain and shit like that? <laughs> or, you know, like you could get, um, I don't know, like you could get the, what is it, the the um, the Ice King yeah, uh, or whatever. Cool. And, and yeah. you know, like, so there's lots of cool things that you could do there uh, with that. And even outside of just Game of Thrones, you have more Scooby-Doo characters that you could do. Have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. I'll keep my eye on this. It's a free-to-play game, so it's mm. got that going for it. Okay. Um, what do you? Uh, when is it? Did it say when the same supposed to come out? It's. I don't know I, if it has that information. No, oh yeah. Uh, no, no. I just saw November the eighteenth, twenty twenty-one. But that's when they had a quote or when the article was published. So no, I, I don't think it's actually got a uh, a release date yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think uh, when. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like it. So, no, that's oh. fine. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting, as you say. It's going to come down to gameplay and playability. Because I don't know if you remember, they um, Warner Brothers released Looney Tunes Space Race on the Dreamcast, and I think it was on PlayStation as well back in the day, which is kind of like a Mario Kart clone. It looked beautiful, um, you know, great list of characters and stuff. It just wasn't a fun game. Like it's very mm-hmm. there's something about it. Like it could have been amazing. But it's just really boring. Like I mean, well, and that it was the, the the gameplay was was pretty rough. The control was was a little rough with the things, and I, well, the, the power ups were just very. I want to say they're just real generic. Yeah, the power ups are generic. I feel like the controls were fine, but it just there was just something about it. It was boring. The tracks weren't that interesting. It wasn't as I don't know. There's something about it. It just wasn't as good as Mario Kart. None of the races felt as intense. Um, I thought visually it looked cool, though. It mm. uses that cell shading. Oh, uh, you're thinking wacky races. 
I am thinking of wacky races. Yeah. What were you? What were you just? Looney Tunes the Space you? Race. They're two different games. Oh yes, okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I've played Space Race. Oh yeah, so it looks uh, wacky races looks a bit better. Um, yeah, the, you're right. The controls on wacky races were, weren't as good, and the game was too hard. Wacky races is too difficult. Like, that's what I was going to say. It was it was really hard too. Yeah, Looney uh, Tunes is the other way where it's almost you're at points you're just riding around on your own. There's no characters near you, and like no one's attacking me this is boring sort of thing so i don't think i've ever played it uh, it's um, pick it up but have fun it's, it's not the worst yeah. game i've ever played it's, it's not as fun as mario kart or diddy kong racing or sonic you know sonic and sega all-stars racing those are the pinnacle kart races i'd say um but uh next next bit of news which i'm actually really excited about and i saw it pop up on um sega's uh, twitter feed yesterday um is uh how alien isolation is launching on mobile devices in december so next month um That's which insane. blows my mind because if you don't That's know a- alien isolation is a gorgeous looking game um it's got a really sophisticated sophisticated ai for the alien uh because i remember when it, when it was releasing they're talking about how advanced it was and stuff and how it can kind of learn some of your habits and it's not just it doesn't go around the same way every, every time, basically. There are set up, there's some moments which are set up in stage where the alien will attack you at certain points or whatever, or you'll see the alien, which is like... Pr- let's watch know, the trailer as we're talking through this. Oh, let's watch the trailer. Yes, let's bring up the trailer. Here we go. Let's, let's crack this bad boy open. And this star is uh, 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 Ridley's daughter. Also, yes, right? so, yeah, so this is set just... after the other alien movies. And Ridley's daughter's grown up. She's on this um, space station, basically. And... Um, yeah, um, and aliens on there. Basically, that's that's what we need to know. Um, oh, and some crazy killer um, robot things, android things. That- so this isn't on. Is this not on the Nostromo? Is a different ship? Was it's, it? It's it's a it's a space station. I think it's not actually a ship. I don't think unless I got that wrong. I'm pretty sure it's a space station. This one. Um, well, maybe it is a ship. I can't actually remember now. It's been a while since I played it because it scared the crap out of me. Um, I will say one thing. They've put it on the right console because this is one of those games that's going to make you want to wet yourself and you can now play it on the toilet. So <laughs> the one room that you need to play it in. Yeah, um, no, this is this is crazy. It, it, it does boggle my mind that we're at a point now where these phones are capable of playing like great console, you know, level games. This yeah, is, this is we're getting into a crazy time. I mean, it's been that way for a while, but to see more of this stuff being ported over, I mean, there's we're getting to the point where no, re, there's no reason why you're just not going to be able to have a mobile port of of everything, and we'll we'll see it in a minute. Um, I mean, Xbox and Microsoft is doing a, a great job of 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 ensuring with through the X Cloud that you can play mm. you know their games on whatever device. Uh, you know you have but this is just this is like straight up playing like you know like locally yeah. on on mobile devices and, and running i can't wait to to try this out and to see how well it runs i mean it comes out december 16th mm. i have a, a, a an s20 a galaxy s20 i, I yeah. wonder i wonder if that is still capable because man i, I feel be. like this thing's a chugging these days like yeah i've got the s20 ultra um and you know this is only a well, it's two years old now. Hopefully, you'll be able to play. Um, yeah. Unless you need to have oh, an iPhone gonna... 13. <laughs> That's the only thing it will run on, basically. Oh. But, um, man, I don't know. I, it, I don't know if we said it's going to be uh, 14 
Uh, oh yes, yeah, fourteen ninety nine. Yep, brilliant. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't. I assume it's going to be a similar price in the UK because normally where it is in dollars, it for some reason on app stores it translates into pounds. Uh, so you don't normally get much of a discount. Um, but yeah, um, I, yeah. It, as you say, it blows my mind. I really want to see how it's going to definitely look. So we've seen the trailer, which supposedly is running on the the mobile device. But, you know, you never know until the game actually releases. So it'd be interesting to see how well it looks and how well it plays. And it's a big game. Like, it's gonna, it's kind of blows my mind that it's going to be able to download it. So watch the space, because maybe we'll play it one day. Maybe we'll see if we can hook it up and play it and, like, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Man. Anyway. I'm still looking so, a way to do it. There's a way. Oh, good. Hopefully Excellent. Figure it out. Nice. So with that, I guess that wraps up the news segment of the show. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks. Oh, actually, do you have any site stuff or anything? Or yeah, definitely go. So if you uh, if you want to get your hands on Megavisions issue one, uh, we have them available on the website. You can Ooh. go to megavisions.net/shop, where you can go and buy physical version of issue one. You can also buy a digital version of issue one for two ninety nine. The physical version is nine ninety nine, and we still have some back issues of our old uh, legacy issues of eight and nine, I believe. I think Ooh, cool. seven is, I don't know if we have any, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do have a little bit of eight. We still have some more of nine, um, but they're not. there's not a ton left of those. So definitely go check those out. Also check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash megavisions. And there, that's kind of how we handle all of our subscriptions. And so if you want to basically jump on uh, and subscribe to Megavisions, go there. Uh, you don't have to worry about paying anything up front. In fact, we won't even charge any accounts uh, until issue two is ready to be sent to the printers. And we haven't released a re- uh, announced a release date for issue two yet, but our plan is uh, to be coming like soon after the new year. Uh, so definitely don't wait uh to you know jump on to our patreon get in there now and then that way you don't have to worry about it you have too much on your mind already these days with the holidays coming up so just jump on now and you can just kind of forget about it and until an issue shows up in your doorstep graham brilliant love it um cool so with that thanks everyone for watching thanks for listening have a great day or great evening and have a great weekend and be excellent to each other That's right. Take it easy. Yep. Honey, I got to tell you about this sandwich.